the podcast where we review books. Hello everyone, and welcome once again to Forever Young Adult, a podcast where I, Aoife, and I, Kira, talk about young adult fiction. And this month, we do so with great pride and great oh. openness, because it is June, and we are discussing mm-hmm. June Pride Months, and we have teamed up with the Small Trans Library Dublin, and we are reading some of their recommendations this month. And Aoife, you read Out of Salem, which was mm-hmm. delightful, our last An episode. Book. And this week, I read Between Perfect and Real by Ray Stovey, which I am going to donate to the Small Trans Library after this episode, actually, because um, I have now read it and I might actually read it a second time and then I'm going to post it back to them as a donation because it is a book that they recommended but did not currently have. And I was like, I could have this. So that's what we're doing. And, and if you, you could give a gift to the trans community. Yeah. And if you want to give a gift to the trans community, the Small Trans Library have links and we will put links as well on their Twitter and you can give to them through just straight up financial or you can uh, donate a book that they have on their wish list or offer to purchase a book directly to them from their wish list. Personally, I know that I am sending them a book, but I will also be giving them a cash donation this Pride. And if you give them a cash donation, it's just a little bit more usable because due to the current times we are living in they have also been doing a welfare support fund for trans people and helping people buy necessities housing all sorts of of great things that they need um, at the moment and just really supporting the community as directly as possible and they will also use that money to further buy books but and just, lend books to people because I would also yes. like to remind our listeners that Small Trans Library is free at point of access. So if you are interested in borrowing trans books and books by trans authors, you can borrow them for free and return them for free. Um, the Small Trans Library cover all those costs. Um, and yeah, we talk a lot about supporting the queer community. But I think a lot of people aren't sure what that means beyond saying it um but this is a really important organization and this is a really good way you can actually support queer communities and queer lives with that um what's the book this book was fantastic i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. it and um just a little bit about the author so ray stovey is a non-binary person from America and they are living their best lives sorry this is their first novel but they have contributed to a number of other projects previously and something that you might know them from is they created and maintain a database of books uh, for young adults and middle grade years so just below young adults that are written by trans and non-binary people and I've taken a look through the list recently. It's a great list. A couple of books that I read for the pod are on it. A couple of books that I just read for myself are on it. Loads of books that I've never heard of are on it. They're going to go on my to-read lists. I'm very excited about it. That's a, and that's a really, really, really helpful resource for you and other librarians, I think. Yeah. 
and they Another do way have to a support second the queer community is to buy their books. <laughs> and they do have a second book coming out soon, no date yet, but based on this one I am excited for it. And this book is actually really new out. I got it. I got one of the first UK copies of it. UK and Ireland copies of it and it was actually only published in April of 2021 so I'm really excited to be reading like such a new book out so yeah I'm literally no idea what it's about or anything all I know is the title and now that it's by an American author so tell me everything all right so I'm gonna tell you about the book now Aoife and I'm also you know this, but I'm possibly going to hit on some personal topics during this episode. So just hang on in there, listeners. So this book is about a trans boy, trans man, called Dean. And he is 17 years old in the book and is counting down for his 18th birthday. And when we join the story, Dean is aware that he is trans and is like okay I now know that I am trans I know it for definite sure and oh my god I need to start telling people so that I can start living as a as as a man as a boy so that people don't keep misgendering me I need to start telling people and that is really scary Mm -hmm. and one of the things that makes Dean realize that he has to start telling people is that he gets cast in his school production of Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. as Romeo. Okay. Nice. Nice. And yeah. I'm delighted uh, for him. <laughs> yeah, his his theater um theater teacher, theater director is really cool and like is openly gay and like really supportive of all the queer students and just really supportive of 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 Dean generally. Dean That teacher's is... spied something. That teacher's yeah. doing what they can. So Dean is out at school as okay. a lesbian. Okay. Um everyone believes that Dean is is a is a lesbian woman and a, like a butch lesbian woman. That's how everyone is like currently relating to Dean and Dean has like mostly been happy with that label until very recently Mm -hmm. and the realization that they are trans comes in part with the realization that there can be trans men because they knew that trans women existed but due to lack of representation did not until very recently realize that you could also have trans men. Can I ask is this a contemporary story? Is this set in the now times? It is set in the very recent now times, but like COVID doesn't exist. Because I keep saying now times and you keep being like, oh my God, the COVID, how do they work it in? (laughs) Nobody is putting COVID in their stories, Aoife. I'm aware of that and I would not have presumed that for this one. I only presumed it for Blood Moon because you said, oh, this is a right up to the minute story. And I was like, for real? Oh God! Yeah, it, that's not it was real. Right up to the minute because of internet shaming. That's not right up to the minute. That's right up to five years ago. We're um, old, my friend. We are old. You're even. It older. is. It is a con a contemporary novel, and it's set mm-hmm. in the real non magical world of 
the Pacific Northwest of America. I want to say, I know that they told me, and I want to say San Francisco, but I, no, it's set in Seattle. Uh, Set in the real world of Seattle. Here's the thing, though. America isn't real. Seattle was made up by Stephanie Mayer to hide vampires in. Seattle was created by Grey's Anatomy for medical drama. Oh, that's actually true. I forgot that Stephanie Mayer was like playing in their world. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it must be mm-hmm. so fun for you to read Grey's Anatomy fan fiction with a trans. I have. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna be like, I've never <laughs> read Grey's Anatomy fan fiction. I only read Drarry. We're getting sidetracked. Does any Drarry have trans boys in it? Uh, sometimes Draco is trans. Good. Good for him. I love him. I love my um, little son. And because of uh, J.K. Rowling's own weird writing, um, Blaise Zambini can sometimes be, is sometimes read as trans. And also, due to gendered languages in some of the translations, because J.K. Rowling was unclear about what gender uh, Blaise Zambini was, in some of the early translations, Blaise is written as as a as a person with like feminine nouns and then mm-hmm. once jk rowling in like book six clarified that blaze was a boy they switched to using masculine nouns and verbs for him but mm-hmm. like didn't so correct out, the earlier so yeah but didn't correct the earlier editions so um I I love that for that dirty turf um, yeah no it's not before you think jk rowling sues us <laughs> I was going to say, let's not, in our beautiful Pride Month trans library crossover, mention J.K. Rowling every episode. <laughs> I, have, I have a problem. It's anyway, amazing that Dean... Drury just came into existence and there's nothing to do with anyone. It's fine. Tell us about <laughs> Dean, a good, beautiful boy. Dean is having a time because he is having... So I think I think that if Dean had not been cast as Romeo, then he probably would have continued on feeling very uncomfortable, quite dysphoric, not a happy final year of school, but mm-hmm. would have probably stayed closeted um, until college. Okay. But because and unaware of himself. Or just closeted? No, no, I think just closeted. I think that he probably just wouldn't have done anything about it until until later because his home life is not supportive. Okay, very bad. Um, So his mom, he has been out as a lesbian for a number of years now and is dating a girl called Zoe and is like, very happy with her and his mom mm-hmm. is like not not doing well with the like adjusting to him being a lesbian is not adjusting it's been years yeah is not adjusting to her daughter clo- like cutting her hair and not wearing feminine clothes and just like not not conforming to what she feels a, a woman should be like which my gold standard of parenting is like okay one don't expect your kid to be cis or straight but if 
parents are allowed to have trouble coping. Parents mm-hmm. are not allowed to make that their kid's problem. Yeah. Um, and she is definitely making this Dean's problem. Now, his if dad... If only you weren't. <laughs> if only you weren't, then this wouldn't be your problem. Like, nah, nah, this is on you. His dad is more supportive and is definitely, mm-hmm. like, totally chill with Dean being a lesbian. Totally chill with mm-hmm. that, totally on board. But is not, like, defending him to his mom. He's mm-hmm. just being like, he's like, your mom will come around. She just needs time. This is a lot for her. It's been an adjustment. And when Dean does come out as trans to them, the dad, the dad does be like, okay, I need to step up more. I do need to step up more. But they do initially have to leave their home and stay with a friend for a couple of days. That's bad. That's a it- fundamental failure as a parent. It is a fundamental failure of the parents. Yeah. And a lot of this comes to head. So I think I think that if if not for the part of Romeo, Dean probably would have stayed closeted for a, a while longer. But dressing as Romeo and acting in the play as a man every day and as Romeo and being perceived as a man. And being perceived as a man through the play really does like force them to realize and to not realize but force them to accept that this is how they want everyone to see them and they want to be seen like this every day all the time Mm -hmm. and so he initially comes out to his friend Ronnie who is super cool super chill we love Ronnie big fan and he then comes out to his theater his theater director who initially was like oh yeah no when I cast you as Romeo I was trying to be like a little bit progressive in some way and like I thought it would be interesting to have like um to have like a lesbian romance situation but Mm -hmm. if you want to play Romeo as a boy because you are a boy and you're just playing it straight that's totally cool I I want to see what you bring to your version of Romeo and like just very supportive I love that but I'm also like that's a play. The play doesn't matter. Why did she make this kid coming out about the play? God bless. Theatre um, people are very weird. <laughs> well, Dean is a theatre person. That's like his whole thing. And often when queer people come to a certain age, they look back on their lives and they're like, how did I not know I was trans? How did I not know I was gay? I did this activity when I was seven. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of, like, Dean has a lot of that where um, at a very young age they would do acting stuff and they would play the boy part and the male part. And Mm -hmm. at some point when they were 10 or so, they said to their mom that they wanted to play that masculine, a masculine part in a play that they had just seen. And their mom was like, no, you're a girl. You have to play the female roles. That's just how it is. And from that point on... And from that point on, they predominantly played female roles the whole time. Um, and so, like, it does it does fall into their story a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to Ronnie, the best mm-hmm. person in the world. Um, what do we get about when... Ronnie? Couldn't forget about Ronnie. I adore no. him. Okay, cool. Tell me any info about Ronnie so I can now stand Ronnie. So Ronnie is the first person that Dean tells that he is trans to. 
and Ronnie is like Ronnie is also queer um he is a gay black kid he's very cool very into fashion also a theater kid but like the backstage elements mm-hmm. and he is just like dude I'm thank you so much for telling me what can I do to support you and also I can't support you because I'm not a trans person you need to find a trans support group and I've gone off and I found you a trans support group. Go to this young people trans support group. And like, we love a researcher. Babe, I I love so much that he is like, I know enough about this to know that I don't know enough and that you need to talk to other people who are like you because Dean, Dean is white. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Ronnie is black. And Ronnie himself is like, I go to a support group for black people and people of color who are LGBT because our experience is different to your experience as an LGBT white person. And so that is like an important aspect for me for getting support. And so, and Dina's like, yeah, no, I get that. That's cool. You can talk to me about some things, but you need your support group for others. So it makes sense that like, I can talk to you about some things, but I need my support group for others. And then he goes to the support group and I was just like, this is beautiful. This is beautiful because These kids so have your often, love language. so often in books, I find that someone is like, oh, I really need extra help. And they don't get it. They don't mm. get it. And I'm like, please have this extra love and support in your life. And when Dean goes to the group, he gets that extra love and support. He actually meets he meets um two really cool girls uh one of whom is called Jade and mm-hmm. Jade is Jade is a trans woman and she's really cool and she's a lot further on in her story mm-hmm. if in in her own life and journey and so sometimes when Dean is like ah oh, I don't know like I'm definitely trans but like I don't know how trans I am Jade is like you're trans and therefore you are trans enough. Mm. There isn't, there. It, it's not a scale. It's, you, you are trans, you are trans. Yeah. There's no, yeah. how trans are you? This isn't a competition kind of situation. And like, what, and, like when you're, trans comes from the Latin across, but that's, it's not, a, it's not that. <laughs> like you've gotten confused in the terminology. Yeah. You don't, have to throw a ball a distance and be like you're that across no you're just trans cool yeah and like that was their initial some of their very very initial reductance in going to the group at all was that they were like but like I've just I haven't done anything about my transness so I don't deserve to be in the group and I was just like babe how do you think you find out what to do like you don't have to do anything but but talking to people is a good good point in finding out like what you do want to do. I also think every single trans friend I have has at some point thought I'm not trans enough. And I'm saying thinks not because I'm guessing, but because either they've said that to me or mm-hmm. have months or years later been like, yeah, I just thought I wasn't trans enough. Like... I'm not going to say it's universal, but... I mean, it's so I find in a lot of, like, LGBT groups, P 
people are like, oh, but am I queer enough to use the label queer? Am I, mm -hmm. particularly I find it like with bi people who are like, oh, I've only kissed people of other sexes and therefore I'm not bi enough. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you're bi if you've never kissed anyone. You're bi if you've never held hands with anyone. If you have an attraction to more than one gender, you're a bi child. That's just mm -hmm. how it is. I don't make the rules. So yeah, they go to this group, they meet, Jade and they also Jade brings them Jade brings Dean to, back to her house at like a later point they don't just like meet their friends um and and Dean gets to meet the, the, Jade lives in a house in a queer house of predominantly trans people nice. and Dean is like oh my god it's so great to meet all of these like older trans people because like I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos and I've been doing like a lot of research but like it's so great to see them and is even is even like they go around the table and do their pronouns it's fab mm. and there's a couple of non-binary people there as well it's really cool um the name Kestrel is just like grade one that's a great non-binary name yeah. fantastic adore it non-binary people always have the best names it's ridiculous yeah and very much so um and even like one of the people there is like an older man and when he says that he is trans and talks about like when he went on tea dean is like oh my god i like totally thought they were cis so like it's it, he's just having a time with the discovery and like how th how people can transition and how it looks different on different people and at different ages and all of these different things and it was just very good and inclusive and it felt really nice like he's having a hard time I don't want to mm -hmm. underestimate the fact that Dean is having a hard time but he is also finding like all of these little moments of joy within it like when they first start doing the play he really struggles with the fact that like he is pretending to be a boy and like he's pretending to be a boy in Romeo and he doesn't know what his director is looking for and he doesn't know why he was cast as Romeo. Like, does his director know something that he shouldn't know? Um, and then as he comes out and as he like talks to more and more people, he becomes more and more comfortable in himself. But also he becomes less comfortable in himself because as he comes out, his walls start dropping and he becomes more and more dysphoric about his body and the way that it looks in different things. And it's really good that he has all these people to support him who, who've gone through the same things. And like, um, Jade herself is like, yeah, no, I totally get that. I used to be really chill about some aspects of my body. And then when I started like, telling people that I was a woman I realized that I actually really wasn't comfortable with those things at all I had just been like pretending so hard mm -hmm. that I was that I had tricked myself and when I started to relax and be more of the person that I am I discovered my, where my actual comfort levels were I'm very glad that he has like a whole house of trans people to hang out with it's yeah, very good they're so good um what kind of bits of this book do you want to discuss? Because, like, I've got questions, but I don't want to, like, lead us down a bunch of tangents if there's specific things you want to um, talk about. Ask, a, ask me your questions first. Because I think that I've hit most of the things. The only 
sorry, the only thing that, other thing that I want to talk about is possibly Dean's relationship with his girlfriend. Okay, cool. Um, you said that he's cast as Romeo and that's kind of mm-hmm. like the big thing that helps. Um, what's the person he's cast opposite? Um, how, how's, how are they with him? She's really lovely and sweet. Her name is Olivia and she's just like this really popular, really bouncy, blonde girl who's just like lovely and sweet and kind of like a, like a bubbly sweet person. Like I have nothing bad to say about Olivia. A bit of a Britney. Um, when Dean is struggling with toilet decisions at one point... Um, she actually guards the boys' bathroom for him so that he can use the boys' bathroom w- and be reassured that no one else is going to come in. That's so good. Thank you, it Olivia. Is, it's very good. Particularly because, like, nobody... The school administration is, like, not great because they're mm-hmm. aware that he is trans because he has told a, at least one teacher and they're just kind of, like letting things play out without intervening at all because there is a person who is bullying him and making his life harder and is also like first out trans person in a school yes rough um there is a person blake who is making his life harder and he is also in the play and is olivia's boyfriend oh um, no that's bad And there's an element of Blake didn't like Dean before he knew that Dean was a trans guy. He also didn't like them when he just thought that he was a lesbian because Dean is dating this girl, Zoe, that that Blake was trying to get with. And also he's now like, hey, you can't... I see that Olivia is being nice to you. You can't have my girlfriend's just because like you're a dude or whatever and you you like you're pretending to be a dude to get these girls or something you're women like, aren't pokemon so Blake. Bad. women yeah. aren't for collection like lesbians aren't gonna pretend to be men to get with your girlfriend and trans men aren't going to like fucking choose a gender in order to get with your girlfriend like yeah and queer people are very cool and sexy and they can get with your girlfriend but like that's not my point and dean is just super confused your girlfriend because he's like i zoe never liked you or showed any interest in you and i'm not trying to get with olivia this is entirely 100 percent in your head you've made this my problem when it's definitely a you problem right um do we ever get does does Blake get like thrown in a dumpster at any point or um he does face repercussions but Good. they could have been harsher does Olivia dump him yes good good if good that's good um and I don't want to tell okay I like I don't want to give too many spoilers for the book but I will say because I found the storyline really good and really well put together and like part of it is that they are 17 years old. It's their final year of 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 secondary. It's their final year of, of school before they go to college. Mm-hmm. And Dean is dating a girl, Zoe. They've been dating for about eight months at the start of the book. It's pretty serious. And yeah, pretty serious. Like it's going on a while. When you're a um, teen, that's a long time. 
Yeah. And they break up. Okay. At the end. And part of it is like, part of it is finishing school. Part of it is going to colleges. Part of it is just that Zoe is a lesbian and wants to date women. And Mm. Dean is not a woman. And Zoe possibly is the character that is like, the most wants to be supportive Mm -hmm. but like something is just like not fully clicking for them and she's great she's really trying like I want to be more I want to make sure that I'm not being mean about Zoe you haven't said a single negative thing about Zoe so far so I think you're allowed (laughs) to say one or two of them it's just that like like, she really wants to be supportive. She's really enthusiastic about being supportive. Is and it that she wants to be supportive of her girlfriend and Dean is not her girlfriend? A little bit. A little mm-hmm. bit. Like, she's like, okay, my girlfriend is now my boyfriend and that's cool. And hey, everyone, we should do, like, just pronoun updates. And Dean is like, I'm not actually out to everyone at this in this circle that we're doing pronoun updates for. So cool. Thank, thanks for that. That's but like bad. That's a bad. That's oof. Like, you, you are trying to be really supportive and you're trying to make me feel feel safe and good in, in this group of, like, people that I'm really close to. It is a small group that we did this with and they are people that I would have felt comfortable coming out with too, but... Ooh, this wasn't this wasn't where I uh, intended to do it, but yeah, let pronoun checks are are good. Cool, let's do that. Um, and you just outed me. That's not yeah not good to out a person. Yeah, that's um, what I. Mm, so it's it's I that she's trying really hard and unintentionally being a little bit awful. I don't want to like derail the story, but. Mm-hmm. Just like, okay, hey, cis people, listen up, listeners. If you want to do anything to support and affirm your trans friend, good job, thank you. Ask. Um, You need to ask because being trans is not always easy and it's not always safe. And to do something that seems like super cool like introducing yourself with your pronouns loudly in front of a person that you think is like gender non-conforming just to check what pronouns you should introduce them to like that doesn't make people feel safer if it's a situation where they don't know you and they don't know the place um it's a lot better to ask people what you can do to help and support them and then maybe yeah i'm just like don't don't be like zoe zoe was also trying but zoe did a fuck up here maybe be more like olivia and blake and be like i don't know a lot about this so i'm not going to be an expert on it i'm going to ask you what you'd like me to help with if you express something and i'm like maybe this could be a solution i will suggest that but also take on board if you say if they if your trans friend says it isn't a solution and yeah being cis means you don't know certain things about being trans um, at the end of the day. The, the other the other thing that I liked a lot about... Like, I liked that they... Like, Dean really wants to stay with Zoe. But, mm-hmm. like, I really liked that over the course of the book, they realized that the relationship wasn't great for either of them. 
for a number of reasons Mm -hmm. and that like I actually really enjoyed them breaking up oddly I was like it was satisfying to me and honestly I think I might want to read more books in which teenagers realize that the lifestyle life point that they are on means that maybe they won't be with the person that they were with at 17 forever that might be something that like that might be a niche genre that I'm gonna get into (laughs) that's really interesting because like when you said they broke up I was kind of like yeah that happens a lot and I think it's difficult to write that in a way that feels good the way you've described Mm -hmm. because we're so used to romance being like a victory and like the good ending to the story is when you get the love of your life that it's like it's very hard to portray it being good and like a growth Mm -hmm. step and a healthy to break up so I'd be interested to hear about how that's written it was it was written really well like um they do break up in like a little bit like of a tiff and like in a little mm-hmm. bit of a fight, but they both take time to like reevaluate where they're at. And Zoe like comes back to Dean and is like, I actually don't care what gender you are. I fell in love with Dean and I still love you, Dean. Um, and if you're a boy, then I'm, I'm totally like on board with dating a boy. And Dean was like, I think that maybe I'm not ready to go back to dating yet and that Mm. maybe where we're at actually isn't that great a place for us to like be holding on to this relationship like we had a really good relationship and maybe we should just allow that to be and Zoe is like yeah that makes sense (laughs) it does make sense and it's a very mature decision good job Dean yeah I'm just so pro these kids doing smart choices making good Mm. choices um, and that's most of what I wanted to talk about for the book. Um, something that I really enjoyed is that Dean is never dead named in the Excellent. book. Um, so Dean has been going by, by the name Dean for actually a really long time since they were like small and it is like a masculine nickname of their birth name. And anytime someone uses their full name, or like a feminized version of it, uh, the text just is like uses my full name, uses, and then after after he comes out and everyone like should officially be calling him Dean as like his whole name, he mm-hmm. he's just like and used my old name, um. So I just I really really liked that because other books that I have read featuring trans people before they come out or after they come out, um often includes a section where they are dead named within the text or they're going by they're going by their birth name at the start and then they're like this is the name I want to use from now on and I actually just really I really liked it as a workaround Mm. um I for some reason I'm most surprised to hear that this book is in first person I really thought it was in third person when you're describing it Um, um it's it's close first person like um it'll be like he used he used my first name that is good that's a good workaround i think it's like it's good to have that because like 
you know, I read Out of Salem last week and our character Z gets deadnamed a lot because um, most people around them do not understand what Z means when Z says, I'm not a girl and would like to be called Z. Um, but at the same time, even if you don't understand what someone means by that, it is fucking common courtesy to do what they ask. Um, so you um, don't get off, you don't get out of jail free just because you're like, oh, well, it's just a nickname. But yeah, it is nice for a trans person to read a book that doesn't have dead naming in it. Well, actually, this is, is it does this is have not, dead naming though. That's weird. This is not my coworker's name, but I did yeah. get a new coworker this week. Mm-hmm. And because they introduced them, so all, all the time we've been like, Elizabeth is joining the staff. Elizabeth mm-hmm. is joining the staff. And when I met them for the first time, they said, hi, I'm Liz. And I was like, cool. But then later someone else was calling them Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. So I literally was like, hey, just checking. Is it Liz or Elizabeth? And she said, I prefer Elizabeth. And I said, cool. And now I call her Elizabeth. Yeah. And like, it's that easy to check someone's name. If someone comes to you and is like, oh, you like you thought my name was Y, but it's actually X, lol. Um, <laughs> Just like Z. <laughs> you can be like, cool. And then if you, if you hear other people calling them by something else, you can just check in and be like, hey, I think I misheard your name at some point. Can we just clarify what you're going by? My that- favorite thing, and this is very much like, Anyone who's just like an adult who's queer, who has a lot of queer friends can probably relate to this. My favorite thing is when a friend is like, oh, hey, I just, I think I might try this new name just in this limited area and let you know how it figures out. And you're like, okay, cool. We're going to use this new name in this limited area and see how it figures out. And then like six or eight months later, you're slowly like, so everyone uses this name now. (laughs) Do I just assume it's figured out or do I check on that? Um, you're, you're reminding me of um, a, like a TikTok joke that I saw where someone was like, um, oh, th- these are the updates. These people have changed their names and da, da, da. And the other person is like, I knew all this. It was in my email blast. Uh, we do name updates on Mondays and pronoun checks on Fridays. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, can someone do an email blast for me and all my friends? Because that would actually be helpful. <laughs> we need such a mailing list or something. Because a lot of the time I will be like sharing an anecdote with someone and I will be like, this person. And I'm like, not sure if I've shared the new name or not. And it's like, it's like a guess who. <laughs> Where you're like, we did you have, know, person. We did have, we did place? have a mutual friend. We did have a mutual friend from college that like, I'm not that close to anymore. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me stories about them via their new name. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, Etha has made a new friend without realizing that this was a person that I was also friends with. Yeah. <laughs> and it is difficult as a queer adult. This is just an etiquette thing we haven't solved for yet. Because it is like, when, you, when you're when you figuring out a name, it's very fair to ask a few trusted friends to use it and then maybe expand it a bit and ask more people to use it. And I'm just like, Okay, at what point do I update my housemates 
and like the friends of friends that are like your acquaintances but like not your close friends i just would like to know the thing that i found the most wild is that you were telling me stories about this friend of ours and i was thinking of the exact same person not realizing we were talking about the same person being like i think that they would really get on (laughs) i mean i wish they did Oh, beautiful. I wish I could clone my friends so they could get on really well with each other. Yeah, it was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have... Okay, so I think I've hit most of the points in the book that I really wanted to hit and give love and attention to. Did you have anything else that you wanted to ask me about? I mean, I'm really concerned about Dean's parental situation, but the fact that you haven't brought it up makes me feel like maybe it's not something it, you want to bring it, up it becomes resolved his dad um his he, he has a very good conversation with his dad where his dad is like hey i realize that i have not been as supportive of you as that i should have been and dean is like yeah you've not been as supportive as me and you not only that you've let mom be really unsupport like actively unsupportive mm-hmm. and you've so let your wife be a transphobe to your child that's bad yeah you let your your wife be homophobic to your child also. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Dean is like, if if I'm going to come back home, then like home needs to be a safe place for me to be. And his dad assures him that it will be and things do improve. Good, good. That's good. Um, and also he's like, I don't need things to be 100% perfect because I'm going to college next year. <laughs> Fair. Like as soon as I'm as soon as I am out of this place, I can reassess my like I think I I feel that Dean will have a good relationship with his dad onwards mm-hmm. and that he will have a relationship with his mom. I don't know that it will be a great or a good one. Well, I mean at the end of the day, as long as he's got the love and support he needs from somewhere and he's got someone to help him pay for college, sometimes that's the best you can ask for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. Um, I don't really have questions other than the fact that you did mention a personal resonance with that, with the books. I'm not sure if you so want to get into that now. I did. And I thought that I would just like naturally bring it up and then I didn't discuss it um dear listener if you are a long time subscriber of the forever young adults podcast you will know that i have read a number of queer books and a number of those have been focused on trans people or written by trans people and sometimes i liked them sometimes i didn't um at least two episodes have been re-recorded because i read a book and then was like i cannot actually talk about this on the pod Mm-hmm. And all of th- in all of these episodes that made it to air, uh, I have been like, I am reading this as a cis person. And so this is not a shared experience. But it turns out that um, I am not a cis person. I am <gasps> actually non-binary. And uh, I have I have been playing around with uh, pronouns and I am currently using they them pronouns. Um I have no intentions of changing my name at the moment. If that, I have been looking at some gender neutral names, but I think that I'm going to stick with Kira. I identify weirdly strongly with it. Um, have Good all my strong life, name, but 
His strong name means darkness, like my soul. Very good. Um, and so this is my coming out to all you dear listeners. Um, so yeah, I will know. Aoife's clapping for me. What stunning audio. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm not taking down those previous episodes where I was like, I a cis girl. But um, going forward, I will not be saying that sentence because yeah. it is no longer true to my being. Um, and this book in itself was not my coming out. This was a long time coming and I have been debating whether or not to make a statement <laughs> um about it to the pod given my previous assertions Mm -hmm. but um it was really nice the parts of this book where dean is like oh i'm like very chill with my body i'm just like a little bit uncomfortable and then as he gets more acceptance in in his own self is like i'm actually very uncomfortable with my body that was um that was reassuring to read Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a lot of ways because um yeah, you don't need my whole life story, but a lot of the reasons why it took me a very long time to come to this is that I've been like, oh, but like, I'm happy with this and that. So it's not dysphoria and I don't want to make big changes to myself and I don't think that I want to do hormones and stuff. Um, everyone is trans enough. If you yeah. are trans, you are trans enough. Yeah. So that was, um, it was good. It was a very satisfying read Proud of and you, reassuring so that's that's where we're at I want to do more clapping <laughs> because I love you and I'm proud of you thank you and you're an amazing person I'm proud to have you as a friend and a podcast co-host perfect do you want to do our social medias <laughs> yeah absolutely if you want to support the trans community by following our fucking podcast on social media um we can be found on twitter at forever YA pod and you can find us on instagram at forever YA podcast we have updated our patreon tiers uh so you can access special content and vote on what books we'll read if you want to support us over on patreon that's on patreon.com forward slash forever pod we'd also love it if you could read a leave a review we'd also love it if you could leave a review and tell anyone about this podcast that you think would appreciate it i do think it was good of kira to bring up ray stove's list of like <laughs> trans books because there's not actually that much information out there that gives in-depth book reviews about like queer young adult literature not that our books are all queer but genuinely if you know anyone who you think would appreciate this don't hesitate it would be a big favor for us to pass on the news um but yeah take care of yourselves out there once again we were really happy to work with small trans library dublin on our episodes for this month also we did another interesting thing this month uh dublin pride there was a dublin pride event by dublin digital radio called queering the airwaves and kira and i recorded a special episode of the podcast where we discussed our experience as queer people reading ya books as non-young adults and our experience as 
queer young adults with an absence of queer books. Um, <laughs> so that should be available yeah, on... I'll- that will be available I was just going to shout out the fact that you were so much younger than me that I was like at one point I was like oh yeah but that book didn't come out until like I was nearly an adult and you were like that book came out when I was 14 15 Mm -hmm. so shout out to Will Grayson Will Grayson I guess for making you feel old (laughs) thanks uh Daniel Levithan, is that him? Um, It was John Green and David Levithan, yeah. David Levithan. Well, John Green didn't write the queer bits, so he doesn't get a free shout out from me. Um, But yes, (laughs) that should be available on Dublin Digital Radio, and we'll also presumably promote it on our social medias. And yes, once again, we are working with Small Trans Library Dublin for these episodes. You can find more information about them on smalltranslibrary.org. And I think that's it. Um, I don't actually know what I'm reading for next month yet. So, um, but we will see you all in July. Yeah. Um, once again, very happy to pod with you as always, my dear friend, Kira. And thank you listeners for listening and being cool. I take care of yourselves and talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.